millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Eurotrip is proudly sponsored by Six On Stage, your online guide to everyone who has ever taken part in the Eurovision Song Contest. As well as the stars we know and love, Six on Stage celebrates the people behind the scenes, and especially the unsung heroes of the Eurovision stage, the backing performers. Whether you're looking for Kate Miller-Heidke's bouncing dementors, Alexander Reback's hat-kicking dance troupe, or Maria Yaremchuk's iconic man in a hamster wheel, you'll find them here. And the best part is, it's free. So next time you're watching the 2001 contest and thinking... Is that Shirley Clamp doing backing vocals for Greece? Head to sixonstage.com and find out. As you know, Lassandra always said, take it away. For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job. It's part of me. Giannis, let me say, we were your first ever Eurovision interview way back in January. <laughs> I remember! <laughs> so Gisli Baltarsson, Iceland's commentator, welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much, and thank you for the Eurotrip. I've been listening to you. Being face-to-face, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, your beautiful face. <laughs> I was like, But it is cute. beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Hi there. My name is Martin Estadol. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, James. Me, Rob. And this week we've got our very first confirmed act for the 2023 season on the podcast from Slovenia. (laughs) It's Joker Out. I was a big fan of how you said Slovenia there. (laughs) Very slowly. Very exciting that the Slovenian lads from Joker Out are on the podcast this week. They were one of the first acts announced as taking part in the 2023 contest. They have since released their entry, Carpetiem, and people are very, very excited about it. People saying Slovenia could be getting their best result for years. Maybe their best result ever. And it was so much fun catching up with them a few days ago. And, James, you will hear later on, but I'm going to bring it up now. You'll hear me talking about some salamanders with them, which I don't think you probably expected, did you? For a moment, I was having to work out what a salamander was, because knowing you, it was probably food, but you don't eat them, do you? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know, maybe you could do. I feel like they'd probably be a little bit toxic. But no, they're like a little lizard. Right. These are some special salamanders that live in a special cave in Slovenia, and we'll talk about it later. Okay, already (laughs) excited to find out where that's going. Uh, Also, Rob, uh, Loreen, you weren't on Melfest Monday, so we need to chat about a Loreen at some point, I imagine. Yes, we will talk about Loreen, and we'll also talk about something very fun that came out of the podcast as well, which involved Craig David talking about Eurovision, or at least referencing a tweet from one of our listeners about Eurovision. Anyway, we'll we'll get her on. Gina, podcast listener to the Eurotrip, is coming on later to explain everything that happened with that. And have we got a hint at who's representing the UK this year? You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. 
so yes, we've got loads to bring you on this episode of the Eurotrip. Uh, Rob, you are making your debut for the week. Uh, you weren't around for, <laughs> for Melfest Monday, which was arguably the most important one to be around for because we were there to debrief everything that happened with Loreen at Melfest at the weekend. Yeah, this is true. I wasn't there with you when you were recording Melfest Monday this week, the episode already out. Go and listen. It is a brilliant look at everything that happened in heat number four and Loreen, which we'll talk about more in a second. But my favourite part of the whole thing is that you just said that I was otherwise engaged. You gave no clues (laughs) about what I was doing. And I got several messages with everyone going, are you okay? Is everything fine? <laughs> I like to think people maybe thought that me and you had had some sort of massive showbiz tiff and we were refusing <laughs> to be be on the podcast together, like the Gallagher brothers in Oasis or something. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I just, sort of, I just said it out loud and I thought, what does that mean? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to create some sort of confusion. And clearly I did that. So apologies if you were concerned about Rob's well-being. Yeah, just to clear it up, I was at the football. Basically, my team were in the cup final, and that's where I was. I was at Wembley, and I was many pints deep, I think, by the time that James was recording the podcast on uh, on Sunday evening for it to go out on Monday. But yeah, thank you to you for, for holding the fort. You did so well. Thank you to Hall as well, and to Steena for some brilliant insight into everything that happened in heat number four. Because as you say, James, there is only one thing that we can talk about from heat four. A brilliant heat anyway, but yeah, we've not had the chance to chat, Lorene, just me and you, so let's do that very briefly. I mean, shall everyone else just go home? <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Um, I want to get your thoughts, actually. Uh, I sort of briefly mentioned mine on, on the podcast on Monday. Uh, since you've now seen the live performance, I mean, given what you just said about everyone going home, it <laughs> seems to be wrapped up already, does Melfest? Oh, it was so good. Like, it was incredible. And obviously, as we know, she ended up doing kind of one and a half performances, given the, the stage invader as well. So for her to come back on stage, do the performance she did... Like, that is, yeah, that's more than just Eurovision. Like, that wouldn't be out of place in, like, the Super Bowl or, like, or like the halftime show or, like, the whole thing is incredible. And that's the thing. Lorene and her team, and the, they keep pushing the boundaries with staging, not just musically. So I think when we're, I'm saying it, I said when we see that on stage in Liverpool, obviously it's still if at this point, but if we see that on stage in Liverpool, it's going to be such a, a moment. And, yeah, I think... It'll be very interesting to see if she is selected for Sweden, what that means for the for the for the betting odds, let's say, on who might win Eurovision 2023. Yeah, you, you said if, if it's a big if uh, at the moment, uh, Lorena is topping the, the betting odds. Obviously, that is based on people putting money on who they think will win. Of course, uh, she's got a 74 percent chance of winning Melfest at the at the moment. And uh, Sweden have now rocketed up to number one to win the whole contest in May as well, uh, which got us thinking as well. On Sunday, we popped a tweet out on Twitter. Of course, we are at Eurotrip Podcast. We'd love you to. Uh, <laughs> of course, that's where you'd send a tweet. Um, Thank goodness we're popping those tweets on Twitter. <laughs> uh, go and follow us there. Uh, we love you to get in touch. And uh, we asked you. Uh, who is your Melfest winner? Uh, finding out if everyone is on uh, the Lorene train. Um, but no, you are not. Some of you did get in touch by saying, yes, Lorene. So Ariana, thank you uh, for getting in touch. She said Lorene, but also Panitas. Uh We also got Jack, who got in touch and said, it's pretty close, but I gave my win to Jan-Henrik Fjallgren. And also George said, I would be equally happy with Lorene or Marcus Martinez. Very, very interesting. But yeah, we will have all of the coverage looking ahead to the Melfest final on the next episode of Melfest Monday. That'll be with you next Monday. But of course, don't forget to go back if you haven't already and have a listen to this week's as well. Come on then, James. Away from Melody Festival, and although I'm sure it'll probably get a mention, there is plenty to talk about from the world of Eurovision and some more new songs heading to Liverpool. 
Yeah, indeed there is. Let's get up to speed. We'll start with The Weekend Just Gone, of course, uh, because we've got a few more songs that have joined the family for 2023. Uh, we kicked off The Weekend uh, with Finland, and it's uh, Karia who absolutely wiped the floor with the competition in UMK, picking up over 50% of the televote points on the way to victory with his song Cha Cha Cha. Uh, he's now boosted Finland up to third in the overall odds for Eurovision in May. Then in San Marino, the competition went on to the early hours of Sunday morning as Peaked Jacks with their track Like an Animal took victory ahead of familiar names uh, Ronella who represented Albania last year as well as Eiffel 65 they both lost out to Peaked Jacks uh, on Sunday Poland held their national final and it was Blanca who took victory there with her track Solo uh, she got maximum points from the jury and then came second with the voting public but that was enough to give her victory in Poland we went to Saturday and we had the fourth and final heat of Melfest in Sweden. As we were just saying, of course, you can go and listen back to Melfest Monday for all the gossip from there. Uh, in Iceland, the second song Verkeppnen semi-final took place with two more artists receiving a spot in the grand final. Uh, commiserations to uh, Kristen, who we spoke to on last week's podcast. Uh, sadly, she did not progress. Uh, and in Portugal, Festival de Cansao kicked off. Seven artists have now bagged themselves a place in the final. Ten more artists will be vying for the remaining places when the second semi-final takes to our screens this coming Saturday. Uh, some interesting news as well from the UK and the BBC on Friday night. Uh, there will be 3,000 tickets for the live shows reserved for Ukrainians who are now living in the UK because of the war. Uh, those tickets will be spread across the nine ticketed shows. So don't worry, there will still be plenty of tickets up for grabs when they go on sale to the general public. Uh, whenever that may be. And finally, the UK government have confirmed that they will be making a £10 million contribution to the hosting of this year's contest. The money itself will reportedly be spent on operational costs as well as ensuring the event showcases Ukrainian culture. Oh, actually, I said that was it. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, you're going you're gonna to come in there. I should probably mark your cards. Can I mark your cards for the, for the next few days? Uh, because the Netherlands song is being released on March the 1st. So that is the day of release of this podcast. Uh, Serbia selection kicks off on the same day and concludes on Saturday. Andrew Lambrou's song for Cyprus is being released on the 2nd. So that's Thursday. Germany's national final is taking place on the 3rd. So that's Friday night. And then Moldova and Iceland, along with Serbia, will be choosing their entry on Saturday night. couple of things from that. Firstly, I think people are sleeping on the Serbian national selection this year. I think Serbia have got some proper bangers in there. Would you agree? Okay. Uh, I haven't listened to many of them yet, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and surprise myself as I watch the semi-finals um, later in the week. Well, let's not forget that also involved in the Serbian selection are the new incarnation of <laughs> Hurricane... Yes, yeah, Hurricane Point 2. It's almost like the Serbian version of Dolly style, isn't it, really? They're just sort of regenerating as they go. And the second thing, just love that you managed to get these sexy phrase, operational costs, into the news. Well done. Yeah, that sounded dull as dishwater, didn't it? Jesus. <laughs> when you aren't listening, find us on social media. at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, you are listening to the Euro trip. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Joker out from Slovenia, our first confirmed act of 2023. Joining us on the podcast a little bit later. And we'll be hearing why Craig David was interacting with one of our listeners very shortly. Yes, it's confusing, but it's it's great. So we'll find out more shortly. But James, of course, as time passes, we get ever closer to finding out who is representing the United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest. We do indeed, yeah. We we sort of had a an inkling that something might have been coming last week when Zoe Ball on Radio 2 suggested there was some Eurovision news coming, and then that was just the host. I, I say just the host. It was the, the host. <laughs> well, you say just the hosts. She said there was some Eurovision news coming, and then there was no Eurovision news, and then we got the hosts the day after. Yes, that is true. Yeah, so we've got the host. But then, a little earlier this week, Rob, it was Tuesday morning. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday afternoon, so it was earlier today for us, yesterday, if you're listening on day of release, that there was a maybe a bit more of a tease about the UK at Eurovision this year. Yeah, let's have a listen to this clip. So this is from the Radio 2 Breakfast Show, so the biggest breakfast show here in the UK, where Zoe Ball, the presenter, is chatting to 
the host, well, one of the hosts of Eurovision 2023, Graham Norton. And here's what they had to say about the UK entry for this year. Let's have a listen. Have you heard the song yet? I haven't heard the song. No, I haven't heard the song. I don't even know who the person is, but then I think I was accidentally told who the person is. Yes, I think I know um, who the person is. So I think I know who the person is, yeah. but yes. I haven't heard the song. Let's leave it at that before yeah. we're both in lots of trouble. <laughs> they've definitely heard it. I know they said they've not heard the song, but let me tell you, they've heard it, haven't they? <laughs> they've definitely heard it. And I do think, especially Graham, I think he gives a little bit more away than he was supposed to at the end. Because I think if you listen super, 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 super carefully, I think he says that he's not heard her song. Mm, so is it a female soloist representing the UK? I know we've seen some rumours <laughs> about who, who it may well be. And also, I was pushed for a name. I was on Five Live last week and I was pushed by Tony and Claire, who were presenting the drive show on Five Live, for a name. And I sort of gave two names just sort of off the cuff. And then, I don't know, I caused something as well. Bit of a, bit of a spiral. Well, you said a couple of names on Five Live. Yeah, as James said, Five Live Drive, Five Live, one of the biggest radio stations here in the UK. And now, since you said those two names, I know that you're coming out with another name. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Should I put that one on record? It was just in our group chat, Rob. I don't know if I should go on record with this one. Should I? Should I say it out loud? Should we just? Should we just? Let's all. Let's just put all of our cards on the table. So, me and James have no idea who it is. I know. Obviously, because we're lucky enough to get the BBC on the podcast quite a lot, you're understandably like, oh, maybe Robin James already know. Robin James do not already know who is representing the UK. We have absolutely no idea. The names that have been mentioned, so there are three names that me and James and our group chat think it could be, but it probably will be none of them. The names that we've been mentioning <laughs> are the names that you will have heard already, Rina Sawayama, Freya Ridings, or James, the name that you added to that chat this week. Birdie. And the evidence for which is? Just she's got a new single out on Friday. That's all I've got. So yet we've got no ins with anybody. We've got no insight. I bet you wish we did, but I promise you, we know nothing. But those are some predictions. Predictions, guesses, I don't know, whatever you want to call them. But yeah, so that's where we're at with it. But put your cards on the table as well. If you've gained any pieces of evidence over the last few weeks and you've come to a conclusion about who you think it might be, do let us know. Show us show us your workings. It's like in an exam. Do you remember when you used to do like a maths test? And you used to say, show us your workings and you get extra <laughs> points. Show us your workings at your trip podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Send us a long email if you want. Hello at eurotrippodcast.com. We'd love to see where you're at with it. And I've got my fingers crossed, James, that the UK don't announce who's representing us before this podcast goes out. Because that would be upsetting. You're listening to The Eurotrip. Your favourite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Right then, so we still have Joker Out coming your way. Of course, they are representing Slovenia at Eurovision this year in May. But before we get to the boys, the boys, are we calling them the boys? I think we can call them the boys. We could call them the Lubianan lads if you wanted to. Fine by me. The how do you say that? The lube. The lube. How do you how do you end up saying that word? The stop repeat. Stop repeating the word lube. <laughs> the Lubianan lads. I'll uh, I'll practice that one for next week. Yeah, we've still got them to come. However, before we do, I remember a time. Sorry, I remember a time. You know, when you're younger and you look at a word and you're like, I don't know how to pronounce that word. I remember a time when I thought the capital of Slovenia was called Lubilajana. <laughs> well, it's not too far off, is it? I guess if you're a six-year-old, you might think it would be that. Yeah. But once you're seven, maybe you. You've kind of rectified your ways. Anyway, um, let's chat about something we weren't expecting to chat about because last week we got a DM from a listener, Gina. Thank you so much for getting in touch uh, with a curious conversation that she'd sparked on Twitter last week. Yeah, one of the most intriguing Twitter interactions I've seen for a long time involving people that I never thought would be discussing A, the Eurotrip podcast and B, the Eurovision Song Contest. We are going to hear from Gina in a second. We've got her on to get to the bottom of everything that happened. But it all came about from this throwaway comment on Melfest Monday a few weeks ago. James, you were about to talk to the country music duo Tennessee Tears, and we ended up saying this. You mentioned country music. They tease a little bit earlier on that it's a cross between country music and something else, which I will not 
give away. Was it garage? <laughs> garage and country music all together. Maybe, maybe not. That's not shouldn't be too much of a surprise. So yeah, it seems like an innocent comment, but it seems to have sparked something a little bit big. Yeah. So let's find out more about what happened and how Craig David got involved. Here's what happened when I caught up with listener Gina for this week's episode. So Gina, welcome to the Euro trip. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> Gina, first off, before we get into this chaos that you've been causing on Twitter, we've got to get your <laughs> podcast we've got to get your podcast credentials. So how did you find us? How long have you been listening for? And most importantly, what do you do when you listen? Uh, I found you guys via Twitter. I'm an avid tweeter. Um, I've been listening for quite a few months now. Um, I know you release it on a Wednesday, but I always save it for Saturday because that's when I do my washing. So I'm folding up the clothes, takes me a whole episode. And uh, yeah, I listen to it then. Gina, I'm going to put you on the spot. Favourite guest we've had on the pod since you've started listening? Oh my gosh. I la- uh, they're, they're all good. Um, Set Tobacco was a good week, I thought, because you got lots of intel. Yeah, obviously, Loreen was amazing. I couldn't believe that you got that one. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, there are so many. I also, I love Bella Quist. Every time she's on, I'm like, yay, because she's got such good insights and a cute accent as well. Gina, let's get to it then, because we've already mentioned it on the episode this week. We want to find out more about what you caused personally on Twitter last week, because you slid into our DMs and you said, guys, you're aware of what's going on. We'll tell everyone listening to this this week what happened on Twitter. So it all started with a tweet from you, right? Yeah, so I had been listening to your Malfest Monday podcast. There was, I think it was episode two. You're talking about Tennessee Tears and about country music generally. And I think you made a bit of a throwaway comment of like, oh, it's the, the song is country mixed with an unusual genre that you wouldn't be expecting. And one of you said, Oh, like garage, haha, you know, that that's never yeah, yeah. You could do that. And I sort of thought about it afterwards. I thought, why can't you do that? You know, that wasn't the main point of what you were saying, but I sort of my brain went off somewhere else then. I was like, well, who ha- you know, why haven't you done garage and country? Why haven't why haven't anyone done it? So then I thought, well, who would I want to see doing that? So I tweeted that thought um and tagged in Craig David and Twinny, who is a UK country singer that I love. Yeah, I've got your tweet here. So you said, listening to At Your Trip podcast, thinking, why hasn't anyone done a garage country mashup? I reckon it can be done at Twinny Official, at Craig David, the partnership we need to see. So then what happens next? Twinny replies and says, uh, at Craig David, let's go. Um, and then she also did another one that said, you know, that would be her childhood dream. And then Craig David replied, I see you with a pair of eyes. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I've started something. So do we think Craig David, 20, Eurovision 2024, you've made it happen? I would love to see that. Can you imagine? They better give me a ticket if they get if they get to do it. That would be so good. Honestly. And, you know, I'm thinking, yes. And, like, what is more British than UK Garage? Like, it, you know, it's never been done at Eurovision. Why not? Well, Gina, thank you so much for telling us about your tweet, everything you did last week. It's so funny that that came from just a throwaway comment, I think, from me on the podcast a few weeks ago. Gina, while I've got you here, me and James have already mentioned it on the episode today. Who's representing the UK this year? Who do you think? I've seen all the rumours about Rena and Birdie, and I don't know. They're saying it's likely to be a woman, aren't they? Um, Yeah, I mean, Rena seems the most likely based on what I've seen, but... I'd I'd like someone a bit different, someone a bit left field, you know, a genre that we haven't seen before. So yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see who it is. And Liverpool, are you going to be there? Are you going to try and be there, or are you going to watch it all on all on TV? Oh no, I'm going. Yeah, my friend lives in Manchester, so I'm dragging him along, and uh, yeah, hoping to be there. I'm really excited. I've only been to one before. I went to Vienna 2015, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, it's so nice to have it here at home, isn't it? Isn't it? You and me both. I was in Vienna. And if I remember rightly, Gina, you might remember this. Pretty sure it rained the entire week. It was really wet. My <laughs> hair went massive. I spent the whole week just with a hat on trying to hide it. Gina, hopefully the weather is better in Liverpool. Hopefully we see you there. We'll catch up. And uh, yeah. yeah, look Thank forward. To, look forward to chatting more. And hopefully you can make some more collaborations happen between now and Eurovision next year. Yes, Craig David for next year. Woo! <laughs> Well, that was all a bit silly, wasn't it? But thoroughly enjoyable nonetheless. Absolutely. I'm all for us making that happen. And 
Craig David for Eurovision 2024. We've already talked. We've already talked about who might represent the UK at Eurovision 2023. Let's let's look ahead to so Eurovision 2024. Who will be representing the UK in Stockholm? I, I don't know. I don't know. It might be anywhere. Might <laughs> Get very out of yourself. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much to Gina for uh, bringing that to our attention. And honestly, slide into our DMs whenever you'd like because we love to see it. Like what you're hearing make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. Right then, Joker out? Joker in? Joker hoogie Kogi. Uh, <laughs> 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 Shall we chat to the band from Slovenia? Yeah, I think we should. Me and James are a little bit hysterical because I don't think either of us have had lunch yet. So I think we're both really hungry. <laughs> yes, let's do it. So they were one of the first acts confirmed for Eurovision 2023. Of course, Slovenia for the last few years, as we've known, they always have EMA, their big selection show. It's very popular on Slovenian television. But this year, things are a little bit different. They've gone from an for an internal selection with the band Joker Out. And Joker Out are one of the biggest musical acts in Slovenia. They'll tell us what it was like to get involved with the Slovenian broadcaster when they realised that Eurovision might be a possibility. Some of the backlash they had that EMA had been cancelled because they'd been internally selected. It's not their fault, but they'll mention some of that later on. They'll mention about their song, Carpa DM, how that came about. And James, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, me and the Ljubljanan lads will also be having a chat about a salamander who lives in a cave in Slovenia. You're excited about that, aren't you? Too damn right I am. Can we get to it? I, I'm on tender to find out what it is that's about. Let's do it. So here's what happened when I caught up with the lads from Joker Out. It was brilliant to catch up with them. And yeah, here's what happened when we had a chat. So Joker Out, Slovenia's entry for Eurovision 2023. Welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Now, let's go around the room. Who have I got to speak to me today? Okay, from left to right, I'm Chris. I'm the guitarist. I'm Mate, and I play the bass. My name is Boy, and I'm the singer. And I'm Yal, the guitarist. Well, it's so good to chat to you guys. I'm going to get straight in with the first question, which is, how did Eurovision come about? How did it all happen for you? Because obviously you were announced late 2022, but how did the Eurovision thing happen for you guys? Well, actually, we were thinking about Eurovision. It was at the back of our minds for a couple of years now. But every year we just thought, is it time for us to go to Eurovision? And each year we just like nodded no, because we had so many plans and things we had to do first, like releasing albums and doing our own concerts and stuff. Uh, but this year, somehow, like at the end of November, we were talking and we said, is it the year that we go to Eurovision? And we kind of agreed. We had this demo song. And we thought it was really cool. So we kind of called up the television broadcaster and they said, you know what, guys, why don't you just go directly? So we, of course, we could not refuse. What was it like for you to get that that vote of confidence, I guess, from, from the broadcaster in Slovenia? Because Eurovision fans, people listening to this, will know that usually there is a, a live show, there's a whole national final in Slovenia to pick the artist. But did they hear your demo? They knew it was Joker out and they were like, you know what, we don't need to bother with that anymore because they were so excited to see you interested in the competition. Well, to get their vote of confidence is really good. And I guess they, they were confident because they heard the demo of our song. But simultaneously, we also got a kind of vote of unconfidence from a lot of the Slovenian public, which were critical of why wasn't Ema going to be held this year? Why are we sending them directly? So it gave us a bigger burden a bigger obstacle to prove ourselves, um, which I think we managed to do successfully. Yeah, although a good thing about it is there were, of course, many people who were unsatisfied with the fact that there wasn't Emma, um, but the their unsatisfaction was not pointed at us. So there were many comments as to like, okay, we understand why them, but why without Emma? So I guess it is kind of a little controversial. But we know that we got a TV show to reveal your song anyway, which we'll talk about later on. We got that special TV show and a lot of fun Eurovision covers as well, which I know the fans will have been delighted to to hear. Let's go back even further. Let's go back to the very start of the band. How did you guys come together in the first place? Well, our band started in 2016. Uh, Boan previously had another band called Apocalypse, and me and Chris 
uh, were guitarists for another band called Bourgeoisia, and <laughs> Boa saw, saw us on, I think, first or seconds first. of, yeah, yeah, first and second, <laughs> every concert. And he was like, whoa, those guys can play guitar better than our guitarists, and I want them in my band. And so he asked us if we wanted to join, uh, I mean, create a new band. So we did that, and so we named it Joker Out, and uh, later Yura, the drummer, and Lazar, bass player, joined the party. Yeah. Talk to us about the name. Where does the name Joker Out come from? Nowhere. This is a very popular question, because the name itself is as stupid as it probably gets, because <laughs> there is no connection to anything whatsoever. But uh, honestly, the only thing that we were looking for when we were thinking about the name is two things and the first thing was it had to sound cool when a tv uh presenter uh, presented us uh, in a special tv show that we have in slovenia it doesn't matter um and the second thing was that you can chant it so it's like in the end somebody was like why wouldn't we be joker and i was like no that's too basic let's be joker out and that's how yeah it, it, it really nobody knows what our mind processes were at that time so yeah you mentioned that you formed, I suppose, you came together in, in, I think, 2016. I was reading about kind of what happened since then up to, to now. Did you guys win some kind of, like, a, I feel like I'm going to undersell it, but like a Battle of the Bands style competition. Was that in 2017? Yes. Yes. Um, and it's, I mean, it was quite a big step for us at that time. It was, it's the biggest Battle of the Bands in Slovenia. It's called Spielliga. It's a really great opportunity to um, to show yourself to the Slovenian public and some other quite successful artists in Slovenia have won that as well. So it was kind of like the first omen of what's to come. Yeah. And and, si and since that point as well, you've, you've kind of gone on to get that recognition, haven't you? Because I saw you were best new artist and then since then best artist in Slovenia for two years in a row now. Yeah, it's been quite amazing actually. Since then we were really working hard all every single year uh we played a lot of concerts um last year we had more than 60 in six months so we were on the road constantly um we released two albums we had two major causes three major sold out concerts by them by their own um in like significant slovenian places to have a concert this year we're we're doing an arena concert in october then it is vegas slovenia in slovenia and it's almost sold out already so yeah it's it's quite cool you also mentioned performing in some iconic locations in slovenia i know you guys you performed in front of ljubljana castle i think which is one of the most stunning locations i, I was telling you guys just before we we hopped on the interview i i got engaged in ljubljana last year so it's a city that's very very special to me and and it must be so great to have got yourself in a position where you are able to perform in such iconic locations in your in your home city in your home country i guess the most special place up until now is the postoina cave now the, these these are the caves with the salamanders yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tell people about the caves because i've been but tell people listening to this about the caves so it's it's a karst i think that's the correct uh, right, it's gross yeah, it's a karst cave. It's like probably one of the hugest caves in Europe. Yeah. Um, and you have like it's a, one of the biggest tourist attractions in Slovenia, and have you you have like a little kind of train which takes you through it. Um, and then at the end you have like a big hall which is like huge and it has lots of reverb. So playing, so putting a rock band in there is kind of not the typical thing to do. But it was really fun. I think there should be a video of that somewhere. Yeah, there's a video. People need to go and check that out. It is one of the most incredible places I've, I've ever seen. I remember when we went, when we were in Slovenia, I forgot my jumper because it was in the summer. But obviously, because, <laughs> you're, so, because you're so far underground, you forget how cold it's going to be. I hope none of you made that mistake. Somehow, it's incredible that we also, we knew where we were going. But me personally, I forgot to dress as much as I should have. So... We were there for quite a few hours, and at the end, just I was freezing. Mm. 
and and I mentioned randomly, the listeners won't know about this probably if they've never been. I mentioned all the caves with the salamanders. There's a there's a blind salamander I think that lives in the cave that you can't find anywhere else in the world. I think I don't know why we've now started talking about wildlife in Slovenia, but eh, why not? <laughs> Let's talk about you going to Hamburg to record Carpe Diem to record what we later heard is your entry for the Eurovision Song Contest. Was that a road trip from Slovenia? Did you fly to Germany? What was the deal with that? It was a road trip. That was the tour. It was the longest drive we ever had to take yeah. as, a band. Yeah. as a band. We we went uh, we went with a truck. A van. A van, yeah. A van, sorry. We went with a van because we wanted to take some of our stuff with us. So the guitars and maybe some amps and pedal boards. And that's why we didn't want to go on the plane. Quite only quite a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Because when we came to the studio, we saw that they had everything you could ever wish for. So the next time we're going, we're definitely flying. So when you got to Hamburg, you were in the Clouds Hill recording studio, which is such an iconic studio. I was looking it up earlier. So the Beach Boys recorded there, the Killers recorded there. What was it like being there? Is it really a, a place that inspires musicians and really helped when you were there? Well, hopefully, I mean, if, if you find Carpe Diem to be an enjoyable song, then yes. If no, then I guess no. <laughs> no, but it's really an amazing place. It's As I said, it's a studio where you have everything you could ever wish for and add, add like the millions worth of equipment to that, uh, even stuff you didn't know existed, stuff that the Beatles used to record. It's incredible to be able to use the same stuff and it was we literally locked ourselves inside for 12 days. We didn't go outside for days on end. We barely saw sunlight. Um, and well, this feels like we were in a lovely grill. But, yeah. <laughs> but we had we had windows. But other than that, not much because we were so into the creative process that we that we really didn't feel the need to go outside. And that's what and that's what uh, eventually ended up being the song, not only musically but also lyrically, because Boyan then wrote kind of. The lyrics were what what was happening with us in the studio. It was an homage to studio life in Hanya. <laughs> what was the song always going to be, Carpe Diem? Is that the demo that you originally sent to, to Slovenian television? Or were there other songs on the table that you could have taken to Liverpool? No, the demo was actually in English. And it was called Want Me. Uh, the lyrics didn't make much sense. But the chorus was, why don't you tell me that you want me? Why don't you tell me that you need me if you don't want me anymore? It was just, <laughs> was just the first thing that came to my mind when we were recording the melody. So we just kept it like that for the demo. <laughs> What was the big decision to to go with a, a song in, in the Slovenian language this year? You know, how important is it for you guys to be singing in Slovenian, to be taking your own language to, to the contest? It, it was important for us to go uh, to Eurovision in Slovene because we feel that we owe it to our fans and ourselves because we feel that we are most true and honest in our own language as artists. Um, again, we are representing our country um, and, and we kind of love the fact that it makes e Eurovision quite more diverse and colorful when you hear different languages. So yeah, we're all up. And our guitars and drums play play Slovenian songs the best. Yeah. <laughs> They're in a language they're comfortable in. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, can we talk about the show that, of course, you unveiled Carpe Diem on? So you you said, you know, the Slovenian public, they were maybe a little bit disappointed that, that Emma wasn't returning. But instead, we got the big live launch of, of Carpe Diem. And during that show as well, you performed some Eurovision covers. How difficult was it to pick the covers that you were going to be performing? I think the decision to choose the artist was easy because all of the artists that were singing with, the, with us are our friends. So we just invited them. Hey, would you want to perform your song on the show? So that, that that's 
Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. Spontaneous and very friendly. Re- remind us who you were performing with. And, and also, did they give you some, some advice that you can take with you to Liverpool? So we performed with um, Tomasz Michalic Marlena from Sestre. They, they represent Slovenia in Tallinn in 2002. Um, then we played with uh, Nusha Derinda. Yeah. She was 2001, right? She, well, she has been, she's been to Europe uh, quite. Okay, so the song which we performed was 2001. Energy. Uh, energy. And then we pl- uh, we did it uh, with Maya Kiltz or Amaya. She's not today. She was 2011. And LPS, which Philip from LPS, which were our last year's representative. We've got to talk before we go as well about your upcoming and already existing bromance with Let3 from Croatia. <laughs> what is going on between you you guys? Well, I don't know. Any of us really know what's going on. They're the one who started it. We're just kind of... We just they started it. <laughs> we just kind of got with garnishes up in our asses. <laughs> Are you worried for the first time that you get to meet them? I mean, I don't know where it will be. It might be at one of the pre-parties. Um, yeah, probably. Probably in Barcelona or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we can we can wait to meet them in person. I mean, Let3 are a really legendary band here in the Balkan region. Um, and they've been around for such a long time. So I guess to the Eurovision public, their attitude came as a little bit of a shock. Uh, which for us here, not quite. Because we know their style of communicating and their way of doing music and art. Uh, so we found their con. This is actually quite funny because when we were reading the comments, a lot of people were like very concerned about the the stuff they said in an interview. But when I read it to my parents, they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's what they do." Yeah. <laughs> we we mentioned as well, you know, you guys. You said there's not a lot of touring in in Slovenia, but you're about to go on the biggest of all the tours, touring ahead of the Eurovision Song Contest. All of the pre-parties. I did see you guys put out a tweet, and I think it was something along the lines of, which pre-parties are you going to be at? And it was like, yes. You're going to be there at all of them, right? You've already been already been announced as, as going to London. You mentioned you're going to Barcelona. How excited are you to be interacting with the Eurovision fans who have given such a positive reaction to yourself? I mean, it's going to be great. I, I think the, the best thing is surprise, because none of us even knew what what kind of a machine the Eurovision is even months prior to the actual event and those pre-parties are just like also a symptom of that and we're really excited to get really deep into it meet everybody and it, it will be a kind of like also a great practice for when we finally go on to the Eurovision stage because we'll also be performing the song on all of those pre-parties we've been shown a lot of love from people on the internet yeah. strangers on the internet across the globe well, guys, it's been so brilliant to to chat to you. It'd be great to to catch up again between now and Liverpool. Find out how how the pre parties are going. Finding out how preparations going for Eurovision. And thank you so much for joining us on the Eurotrip. Sure. Let us know. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for having. Me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, that didn't go exactly where I thought it was going to go. Thanks to the boys from uh, from Joe Graver joining us on the podcast, by the way. Uh, but yeah, the cave and the salamander, and I don't know where I thought that was going to go, but it wasn't there. It's not often that I can say that I've visited the same tourist attraction as one of the Eurovision acts, to be honest. So I was pleased that me and Joker <laughs> had a bit of common ground. Also pleased that I wasn't the only one that found it especially cold down there after I'd forgotten my jumper. But yeah, if you want to read more about these 
fascinating salamanders, the little fellas. They're they're actually <laughs> blind, James. These salamanders, right? Because they live okay. Because they live in the dark, so they've not evolved with eyes because they don't need them. So anyway, they live down there. If you want to find out more about them, honestly, just Google Slovenia salamanders and caves, <laughs> and you'll find it. But uh, for anyone who may be visiting, sorry. I thought you were going to say, if you want to read more, head to youtubepodcast.com. I can do an article for the website about these salamanders if you want. <laughs> Is that what you want? If you've got, if you've got the energy. No, he doesn't. No, uh, we don't yeah, want that. Read more about our exclusive access to the Slovenian salamanders. Although we do know that if Slovenia were to win the Eurovision Song Contest, maybe indeed this year, Already got a uh, already got a mascot lined up for the contest, haven't we? We could have a blind salamander as the mascot <laughs> next time Eurovision heads to Slovenia, or for the first time if, if Eurovision heads to Slovenia. Eurovision mascot, yeah, let's bring those back. Um, anyway, let's wrap up today's episode. <laughs> um, well, sorry, actually... Eurovision Eurovision mascots is an untapped seam that we need to get into in future <laughs> week. We do indeed. I was going to say let's wrap up the podcast, but we need to do the one second song before then. Of course, the time of the show where we um, take it in turns to play each other the very first second of a Eurovision song. And we have to try and just figure out what song it is. It's as simple as that. Uh, the scores on the doors, as he was saying very confidently, he has no idea. Um, I think you're still in the lead, Vaughn, or something like that. You're either in the lead or you're not, but most likely you probably are. Sorry, I was just reading that um, the salamanders, because they haven't got any eyes, they can detect the bioelectric fields of other organisms, helping them hunt in the dark for their main prey. And their main prey, James, is the cave shrimp. Ah, well, that makes complete sense, doesn't it? Uh, I was trying to buy you some time there so you can find out what the score was. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> any, any idea? Yes, yes, I was having a look. 20 points to you, 16 to me but you've got a chance to extend it by another four points because I've chosen the song for you. I've chosen the song for you at home. Shall we do it? Let's do it. I'm going to get my ears around this for the first time for me and all of you listening. Here's this week's one second song. Um, it's a fun start. It is a fun start. How likely do you think you are to guess this correctly? I think I'm going to get some points. But I am not going to get four. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it, I think. Okay, four points, of course. You're looking for the song title, the artist, the country it represented, and the year it took part in the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, for a little refresher again, here is the very first second again. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm as unconfident as I was last time, to be honest. Um, I think, like I said, yeah, I think I can get some of it, but... But okay. I, I, yeah. Let's do. Let's do it then. What have you got for me? Right. I think this is. And honestly, I'm struggling to remember which year it was in the contest because it wasn't that long ago. So that's embarrassing. Was it? Oh, was that that year? And then that mean this was this year. Very oh, confident. Man. Oh no. Um. I think it's San Marino. I think it's San Marino twenty. Was it 17 or 18? Um, San Marino 2018. Valentina Manetta. And, oh, what was his name? Jimmy someone or other. Big Jim? Big Jim. Valentina Manetta and Big Jim. San Marino 2018. Spirit of the Night. Um, I'm trying to figure out how many points you got. I think you technically got two and a half? I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Don't get, I was going to say, don't give me two and a half. We can't count the scores up when we're not doing half <laughs> points. So don't give me a half. Yeah, I'll give you San Marino. It was Spirit of the Night. It was Valentina Minetta and Big Jimmy Wilson you were looking for. Uh, but it was 2017. So yeah, one year out. I've got, because the other year, so 2018 then, was the um, the robot thing. Was it Jessica? And yeah, the Jessica, Jessica and Jennifer, wasn't it, in 2018? That was it. That was 2018. But oh, I'm pleased with that. Very pleased if you're going to be generous and give me three. Yeah, I'll give you three points. Let's have a listen. Are you the one I dream about? Maybe I am. I really feel the night can take away my doubt. I'll try and do what I can. Every time I see you smile, there is a sadness in your eyes. 
And also, of course, you can get the fake one extra point if you can figure out the Kenny's connection to this week's episode. Yeah, did Valentina Manessa once visit Ljubljana on holiday when she was <laughs> renting out her, her Airbnb? She didn't, she didn't. Uh, this is tenuous, but you spoke to Joker out on the podcast today. Uh, Joker, or jokers often laugh because they're funny. Oh, oh, I don't know and, where this is going. And during the song... Jimmy laughed. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Been a bit busy, haven't you, this week to think about the one second song? Just didn't, a bit. Didn't give just that a, a huge bit. amount. Of, didn't give that. Well, I was going to say, didn't give that a huge amount of thought. You either didn't give it any thought whatsoever or you gave it too much thought. I'm not sure which one it is. I was sitting at my desk earlier, I was thinking, okay, who we had? He said, Joker out, Joker laughing. Has anyone ever laughed at you? Jimmy Wilson did. I'm almost certain he did. <laughs> Please, please tell me though that that resulted in you literally googling. Did it has anyone laughed on stage at the Eurovision Song Contest? Please tell I me your search done. history. That's I, in there somewhere. I wish I had done. I dread to think what that would bring up. But there you go. You got three points. So you are now on twenty-three, and I'm on sixteen. You are extending that lead, sir. Honestly, this is like Lorene's lead in Melfest. This is, I reckon, unassailable. I am the Lorene to your. That'd be unfair to say anybody else, wouldn't it? <laughs> just a bit, just a bit. Uh, but yeah, there you go. We now know the points. Let us know how you got on at home as well. Uh, you can get in touch with us online. We'll be back with you on Monday for the next episode of Melfest Monday, of course, reacting to the semi-final, previewing the grand final of Melfest 2023. And then we'll be back in a week's time for your main episode of the Eurotrip. And who knows, if there's some UK artist Eurovision news as well, we may treat you to a bonus episode of some kind. But that is not a promise. Okay, I'm not going to make false promises right here, right now. Uh, but We're anyway, both busy people. We are both we, busy people. We certainly are. So until we are back with you next time, uh, keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. And you can read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. Make sure as well you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And for me, Rob, it's goodbye. Well, we should probably cha 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 chap chap on. Well, you could have just said cha 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 chat, and that would have worked just fine. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.